What a privilege to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. We have the one and only true and right worldview in the world. And we are assembled here unbeknownst to the world to solidify ourselves in it, remind ourselves of it, so that we can go out in this world and live according to it. Let's open our Bibles to Daniel, the fourth chapter. The prophet Daniel in the fourth chapter. <clears throat> Children and church. Daniel chapter 4 tells us about the greatest king in the history of the world right. of natural men. He was greater than Solomon in power and riches. Not in wisdom, but in power and riches. And the Lord God of heaven sent him to a seven-year graduate school so that he could get his master's in worldview. And he got a master's in worldview in seven years. And you don't want him to take seven years with you. Because what this poor king had to go through in school, it was harder than what you're doing at Greenville Technical College or any other school. And he learned his lesson, though. And we want to learn his lesson by reading just a few verses. Right. And we want to celebrate what our great God did to the greatest king on earth. Amen. This is the only king on earth that God ever called king of kings. This is King Nebuchadnezzar of the Babylonian or Chaldean Empire. His palace was in the city of Babylon, unprecedented in size and beauty, impregnable to any ordinary military forces. He was a great king. The Lord humbled him for seven years in school to learn the right worldview, and that is how you look at life and the world and the events that take place in it. I read to you his commencement speech. When he graduated from school with his master's degree in worldview. This is his speech that he gave. It is in the first person. He is speaking, and he did publish his commencement speech to the entire earth. All of Daniel chapter 4 is in the first person of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. Verse 34. And at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up mine eyes unto heaven, and mine understanding returned unto me, and I blessed the Most High. Amen. And I praised and honored him that liveth forever, right. whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, Amen. and his kingdom is from generation to generation. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. Amen. And he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say unto him, What doest thou? Amen. At the same time, my reason returned unto me. And for the glory of my kingdom, mine honor and brightness returned unto me. And my counselors and my lords sought unto me. And I was established in my kingdom, and excellent majesty was added unto me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the King of heaven, all whose works are truth and his ways judgment, and those that walk in pride he is able to abase. Amen. amen and amen. Right. That is his commencement speech. 
he was about to commence on living a new way under a new worldview that God gave him in graduate school for learning a worldview. But that man had to be taken outside, put on a leash, was down on his hands and knees and ate grass like an ox until his hairs grew out like birds' wings and feathers and his claws, his nails grew out like claws. God turned him into a beast for seven years until he lifted up his eyes to heaven and made that confession that you just read with me. The Lord taught him, and the Lord's going to teach us a different way today, and that's by the preaching of his word. And we want to ask the Lord by his spirit to teach us more than Nebuchadnezzar learned. We don't even know if Nebuchadnezzar was saved. A man doesn't have to be saved to say things like this any more than an ass has to be saved to speak truth to the prophet Balaam, the false prophet Balaam. But this is a glorious declaration, and it's perfectly true in every way. The devils know this, but the devils will not submit themselves to this king of heaven that Nebuchadnezzar described. May the Lord bless us today as we consider the importance of a worldview, some angles of it, and a few axioms of it that he'll get us to in uh, in our two services today. Children, I hope that you'll remember Nebuchadnezzar. I hope that you'll remember Daniel chapter 4. I hope that you'll remember that Nebuchadnezzar wrote Daniel chapter 4. Daniel didn't write Daniel chapter 4. Nebuchadnezzar wrote it. And if you remember that, it just adds a little new element to it, that this wasn't written about a king, this was written by a king. And this was written by a king that was humbled, and it should humble us. So let us pray. Almighty God in heaven, thou art the King of heaven. Thou art the Lord of hosts. The armies of heaven and all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. We humbly accept our reputation. We are nothing and less than nothing. We, the Western Hemisphere, is less than the dust of your scales. And we worship thee. Thou hast created us, and thou hast created us for thyself and for thy pleasure. And we humbly, eagerly, cheerfully embrace that role for us in the universe. We thank thee, Lord of glory, for the word of God. Without it, we would not know true history. We would not know your story of your dealings with nations and with men. And we thank thee for Daniel chapter 4 and what it tells us from the heart, mind, and mouth and pen of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, that we know that he is able to abase the proud and that he is able to take a man's heart away from Nebuchadnezzar and give him a beast's heart for seven years. Heavenly Father, we know that you rule in heaven and in earth. And we pray this day that you'll rule in our midst by sending your spirit to open our eyes and ears, our hearts and our minds, to be attentive and affectionate and to embrace the word of God and what it teaches us of how we should view the universe. Heavenly Father, forgive us our sins. Remember that we live in a sinful world and you have left us here according to your wise and perfect and holy design, with sin yet in our members. And we ask this day 
that you will give us strength by your spirit to see the truth and to embrace it, and that every man in this congregation will rise up like Joshua and Abraham before him and lead their wives and families and teach their children the perfect way of the Lord. We thank thee for the truth that thou hast revealed to us. We do not want to take it for granted. We do not want to forsake it. We want to embrace it. We want to teach it, learn it, and we want to defend it. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for the tools that You have given us, the witty inventions, to sound out the word of the Lord, not only here, but throughout the whole earth. And we pray that You will bless those feeble efforts that others might see and hear and believe also. O Lord, we thank Thee for America, and we thank Thee for our privilege this day to be part of this body. Thank You for putting the temple of the living God in Greenville, South Carolina, and allowing us to be living stones in it. Amen. Oh, Lord, we pray that this day you'll bind